Welcome to the Come to the Altar podcast, where we help you alter your way of thinking. So come join me. I'm your host, Dr. Marquise McGraw, your spiritual coach. Research has shown that traumatic experiences are associated with both behavior health and chronic physical health conditions. Today's guest is Marquette Sutton, who is a licensed professional counselor. Dr. Marquise McGraw had the chance to sit down and talk to him about trauma. Let's hear what they have to say. And once you get that out, and once you release that, that's when you'll be able to, you know, feel better. But starting that is hard. And, you know, when I meet with a lot of people, I say, listen, it's going to be tough. But if you're willing to put in the work, it will get better. It get worse before it gets better, but it stays better if you continue to work on it. Like working out, you know, if you start working out, what happens? You all out of shape. So, so yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that's important too because a lot of people, uh, especially African Americans, well, just people all in general, they don't like <laughs> going to talk to nobody, man. I mean, it's like you you have a wound and you're bleeding, and you're gonna keep walking around bleeding. Right. No, right. go get it taken care of. You know, go get some stitches or get get patched up. You know, and, and the same thing. I mean, you're in relationships, you're in uh, in a work environment. And you're bleeding because you have all these issues you got going on and you don't want to see nobody. You don't want to talk to nobody about it. Yeah. And, and I think it's just being, number one, you're being selfish. That's number one. And number two, little by little, you're, 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 I won't say you're killing yourself, but you're hurting yourself. No, you are. You are killing yourself because studies show that people that have more mental health, unaddressed mental health issues, you know, tend to live less because they're stressing. And as you know, our body is and our brain is a muscle. So if you don't you know, exercise that brain, if you don't treat it right, then it leads to other health issues. It leads to depression, which leads to kidney. It leads to so much. And that's why, you know, when I tell people it's called mental health, we have to keep our mental healthy. Mm-hmm. Health. You know, when you look at physical health, it's like physically, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I go to the doctor because I know when I go there, you know, they fix me up. So that's what they're supposed to do. But I'm talking to a person that I don't trust. And I tell people, you don't know that doctor. Mm -hmm. You don't know how many people went to that doctor and they gave them the wrong medication that led to something else. That's correct. it, you know, we can you know play the semantics here, but again, it's about trust. And I think that more people have that connection of not going because of their past experience when they told. And, and it happens. Think about it. It happens at a young age when you tell your friend a secret and they tell somebody else. Mm-hmm. You, that's when you build that wall of trust up. OK, I can't tell nobody. I can't tell nobody nothing. And mm-hmm. especially depending on what type of household you live in, when your mother said, what happens in here stays in here. Oh, uh, you heard that a lot. Dr. <laughs> don't be telling our business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't be telling on our business. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, and, you know, when I, when I, when I speak again, this is no, you know, disrespect, but you know, the first thing your parents told, don't you be talking about our business to no white folks. Mm-hmm. So right there, it's like, Oh, I can't talk to nobody. And then, <laughs> 
how many black mental health professionals are there? So it's right, like, right, right. I'm not going to talk to nobody. And, you know, that's what usually happens until you meet someone that is really good. But, you know, again, you have to at least start. And it's tough, but it can be done if you're willing to put in the work. That's why I tell everybody. I agree. And then it's a process. It don't happen overnight. Uh, you're going to have some sleepless nights sometimes where you feel like, you know what, you know, you don't want to keep going no more. But like you said, just like working out. Um, and, and speaking of working out, how important is self-care when you come to trauma? Self-care is one of the most important things in life. Self-care is something that I encourage everybody. I'm talking about from the kids I work with to the adults I work with to the people in my life. Self-care is, and people say, well, what is self-care? And I tell people, self-care is something that you do that helps you relax and makes you feel good and takes your mind off of any negative things for the moment. And I usually ask people, what do you do for self-care? Well, people say, well, I like to take care of my kids. Uh-uh, take your, take the kids out of it. Mm-hmm. You like to do by yourself. And a lot of people, again, their idea of being a person is usually associated with a kid, with their husband, cat, mm-hmm. dog, whatever. I said, no, what is something that you like to do? And you just see people face, they get baffled, and they think because they're so used to, and we live in a society where it's like, don't be selfish. Right. So they think, and they're like, well, I do like to get my nails done, but I feel guilty. And I said, why? Because I got to take, and I said, stop. And I tell people to stop. No, you do, you have to be selfish once in a while. Again, the first few letters in selfish is self. Mm -hmm. Self Self-care, self And I tell a lot of women this and, you know, even a lot of people who are really invested in their families, right? I don't want to say women, men are too. I Mm -hmm. said, what good are you to your family if you aren't there to help them? And I, and, and I usually say it again. I said, what good are you if you are sick and can't help your family? Mm. I said, if you end up in a hospital right now, who's going to take care of your kids? Well, I haven't thought about that. If something happened to you right now, mm-hmm. who's going to take care of your family? Look at it that way. I haven't thought about it. So then I break down the numbers. You get your nails done. Is, I don't know how much it costs. And please, women, don't get me. I don't know. 50, 60 bucks, right? Every month or every mm-hmm. weeks versus having a hospital bill that racks up thousands and hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling better. So I always ask people, and people think I forget, and I always say, what did you do for self-care yesterday? People are like, uh, I didn't. No, we're going to go back, and you're going to do that. Because self-care, when you increase your self-care, you increase a lot of other things, endorphins in your body. That's the happiness that, you know, pleasures, you know, your brain, mm-hmm. your libido, your energy. Makes you feel better. And to me, self-care is important because again, it starts with self. Like I can't help nobody until I help myself. So I'm a proponent of it. I know for me, when I get stressed out, okay, I gotta play my game. That's my <laughs> I gotta play my game. Um every two weeks I gotta get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. I know what my self-care is, and I let my family know as well. Like my family know. Um, and, and people that I work with too, I like to listen to classical music when I got a lot going on because that mm-hmm. grounds me, it helps center me. And I know people are like, Oh, how can you listen to this? This will make me fall asleep. 
(laughs) For me, I know that's what helps ground me and gets me in the place that I need to be more productive. So we have to do things. We have to be selfish at times to better ourselves to help others. And and not only that, uh, you know, doing those wonderful things as well, but eating right. Yes. Yes. You know, that's also huge. (laughs) Eating right is another aspect of self-care because a lot of people uh, don't understand that what you eat, it really makes you who you are. Um, And I say that as a as a diabetic, as someone who was eating like crap, who was just running around, stressed out, working three jobs. And again, because of trauma, I just buried it down. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. It wasn't until I ended up in a hospital and I realized that I was sick. I didn't realize how sick, but when I ended up in a hospital, I was I was in there and my blood sugar was 1050. Wow. And 1050, if you don't know, you're supposed to be dead at that point. Absolutely. That's why I said, wow. <laughs> you're still breathing. Wow. I didn't know what, I didn't know any, I, I mean, I knew about diabetes, but again, this is why I try to educate. I didn't know how serious it was. And the doctor was like, you're still breathing. You're okay. I didn't have any infections. But again, I think that my body just reacted to that. And again, mm-hmm. people say, well, how important is mental health? Um, our bodies will react in a way. It's like, I don't like this. And things will happen and we'll go haywire. And that's what I think happened. And since that time, I, let me see, I lost about 60 pounds. Um, you know, I, I don't have to take the insulin shot, but I take pills. Um, and I'm very cognizant of what I eat. And, you know, people say, oh, well, you look good. Do you work out? Sometimes, but my main thing is eating right, drinking a lot of water, flushing the body, getting the toxins out of your bodies and putting new stuff. Now, again, do I like to eat, you know, what I like on the weekends? Of course, but it's always in moderation. So, right, you know, we have to really, especially again, in, in this time that we live in and not just African-Americans, but everyone, like we have to be really mindful of what we eat because that is the key to a healthy life. All right, we're going to pause right here for a short break. We shall return. Today's sponsor is Youth Entrepreneurs. Do you have a high school student that is interested in learning about social justice, STEM, and entrepreneurship? Come join Youth Entrepreneurs this summer from July 5th through July 29th. To find out more information, go to our website, youthentrepreneurct.com, and sign up today. That's youthentrepreneurct.com. Limited space is available. Our next sponsor is Alterations LLC. Alterations LLC provides commercial cleaning services. We offer general cleaning carpet care, floor programs, terminal disinfection services, COVID cleaning, construction final cleanups, and much more. Our goal is to exceed our expectations day in and day out. Call now at 475-441-3469. That's 475-441-3469 and let us do the rest. It is. It really is. And I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, talk about how and what trauma looks like in the workplace. 
because I mean, right now there's a lot of jobs that are asking you to do a lot of work for a little bit of salary. And then, <laughs> and then you have these jobs where you're in their space and you have to play nice in the sandbox. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're labeled. Oh, you're disgruntled. Oh, he's, he's, he's upset. Oh, talk about that. How it looks like in the workplace. So uh, first thing I'll say before we talk about what trauma looks like is I'll tell you one, those vacation, those sick time, those mental health days, take those. Take those because guess what? They are yours. And if your boss is like, oh, you just took off two months ago. So what? They're mine. That's right. And they're mine. And I'm going to take another. You know what? Just because you said, I'm going to take tomorrow off. <laughs> you said that. Um, but in the workplace, we have this mentality living in America. is like the more you work, the better you're doing. And that's how hard you're working. And you look like a hero when you come in and you're tired and you never took any days off. No, you look like a fool. <laughs> no, for real. I mean, you know. You know absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that company wants you to come in hurt. That company wants you to come in better because it makes their numbers look good. It makes them look good. And you're going to get paid the same amount. You're going to get mm-hmm. paid the same amount. And trauma looks like you don't want to be here no more. You know, now you start having somatic complaints like, oh, my head hurt. Oh, every time I wake up, my stomach hurt because you don't like that place. Right. Something happened and now you're like, oh, yeah. I just can't. And you feel like you can't get out or escape it. So once you get that way, I tell people, take your days off. And you have to. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I take at least a few days off a week every three months. That's my mm-hmm. limit. Once I get to three months, I start. Once I start feeling myself nagging about something that I would never, I was like, okay, I know it. And I told my coworkers, but I take my days off even before that because I know me and I know how I feel. And trauma in the workplace continues because we have some of these higher ups that are bullies. Mm-hmm. These higher ups who don't have the best mental health exercises and who don't eat right themselves. Mm-hmm. They're put in this place because they are great yes men and yes women. That's why. They mm-hmm. are black and white and they don't have no in between. Not everyone. But a lot of people are like that. So trauma in the workplace looks like you yelling, looks like you just disgruntled worker, and also look like gaslighting because gaslighting is when you have someone that's like they'll say stuff and they'll do stuff, and then when you say something it's like I, I that, that wasn't me, I, I don't right. know, so man. Mm-hmm. And so you have to know your triggers at work. Like you have to know. I don't like when this person said this to me, or at this time of the year, this is. This is, you know, this is how I feel. So you have to know that because at the end of the day, this is a livelihood that you still have to maintain. That's correct. But also finding finding that balance because, you know, if you are older, they're trying to push you out to someone that's younger mm-hmm. that they're going to pay less and they don't care because that person is going to want to prove themselves to stay in that position. So, you know, you, you have to be very mindful of what it is at work you'll do and will not do. And I tell people that all the time because if you know you're not going to do this anymore with the passion that you once did and it can lead to you being fired, you might want to look for another job. But if you just need a few days off to just come back and debrief, you know, do that too. So that's important. Take your sick days because, again, as you know, Dr. McGraw, like 
with these jobs, if you die, they're gonna yep. that post is going up the next day. Absolutely. As soon as you die, they're gonna send your family. Absolutely. Files. They're gonna say, "Oh, pass the card around, put mm-hmm. in it." But they ain't gonna say, "Oh, you know, something going." You know, no one's gonna work his position because no one could do it like him. They're gonna right. say, "Oh, you know, we're gonna find somebody younger than him, mm-hmm. find that's less experienced, and that we can influence more." That's what we're gonna do, matter and fact, pay him less. Matter of <laughs> fact, yep. fact, we're gonna hire two more people and pay them the same job that we paid him. Right. I mean, so again, and there's no knock on jobs. We all need our jobs, but we also gotta be very smart and mindful because we have insurance. We have mm-hmm. um, the union if you have a union, or you have representative that speaks. You know that can help you. So don't be afraid to go to the union because at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable because without you, these jobs don't run. That's correct. Um, and even before you get the job, you have all this experience and they they talk to you as if you're just a, you're a dummy, no. you know, asking you questions that they would never ask anybody else, saying things that, you know, well, what school did you go to? Uh, you know, you say, OK, well, I went to I don't know. Let's just say the tool college. I went to Harvard. You know, uh, well, I went to, you know, Princeton and, and you know, it, it, talk about how that feels going on an interview. You feel like, man, you know, can I even do this job? You know, they, they make you feel like you can't even do the job. Well, uh, first and foremost, what I tell people is, you know, they want you. Mm-hmm. So you got to have a certain type of attitude like, hey, listen, I already know my stuff. Do you want me or not? Even if you need this job. Because, you know, you haven't been on any jobs. You need this job, but you have to show them that you, you need me. And like you said, be, you know, a lot of questions that they will ask or a lot of, uh, you know, a little sly thing. They'll say like, well, what type of doctor are you? Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what type of? No, no, no. Because I, I just I just I just wanted to know, you know, <laughs> what does my resume say? You know right. What I mean? And that's the intimidation factor. And that's where you have to check them. Like, well, if you look at, based on my experiences, this is what type of doctor I am. And this mm-hmm. is the type of experience I am bringing. And, I mean, if I'm not qualified for your position, then, hey, you know, even if you, like, deep down inside, like, please pick me. You know, <laughs> you be like, hey, I mean, this is, this is what I am. And, you know, I think that sometimes they do ask those questions to kind of off-put you to see how you're going to respond to it. But it can be intimidating, but you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I tell young people, whatever you do, do something that you enjoy. And you might mm-hmm. not find it at the time, but once you find it, you don't let nobody steal your joy. And I know for me, once I got into the mental health field, I'm like, listen, you need black men. Mm-hmm. And look at my resume. It speaks for itself. Right. It speaks for, for itself. I'm not kissing nobody's butt. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you, if, if hired, I'm going to work my tail off. But because of my experience and because of my years, I'm not going to take this as a 38-year-old male that I would have had a 24-year-old male. Not mm-hmm. you. And that's really important that, you know, you ask them questions too. Like, so what is your expectation of me? What should I expect of you? How many sick days do I get? What does um, insurance look like? And holding them accountable. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't ask that question because, right. especially when you're younger, like when I was younger, they said, well, how about salary? I'll just be like, I'll take whatever. Now it's like, no, 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 no. This is where I'm starting at. And if you can't meet me here, then we can't talk. Um, but again, it's knowing who to ask like you know for your kids i'm sure you know you and your wife you guys 
are, you know, well, like you guys are very educated. You guys understand life. So when your kids go into that position, you're going to be like, hey, let me sit down. Let me tell you, this is what mm-hmm. you're going to do. This is what mm-hmm. you ain't going to do. Um, because you got us and we're going to help you contain and to maintain a lifestyle that's going to be helpful for our grandkids. Mm-hmm. A lot of places, they they are banking on you not knowing much, you mm-hmm. know, you needing them so that they can treat you like any and everything. But as you look as a lot of minorities, we are in a position of power, you know, like our kids don't have to struggle. So, you know, it's it's more of a, you're going to take me based on my experience mm-hmm. or my issue, you know. So jobs have to understand where you're coming from early. They have to understand what you're not going to take and what you will take, but it has to be respectful all the way around. I agree. I agree 100%. And so uh, what would you tell your younger self, if you can go back to the future right now, right, and talk to your younger self, what would you say to your younger self? If I could go back in time and talk to my younger self, I would tell my younger self, just, just be you. Just continue to be you. Um, you know, be patient, be patient mm-hmm. in the process and enjoy the process. Um, I think for me, I just wanted to get there and I didn't enjoy the process. I didn't mm-hmm. until I got older. I would tell my younger self, take your time, you know, mm-hmm. um, be yourself. I mean, I don't have much regrets in life, right. but you know, that's one thing that I live too fast. I was just trying to hurt and be an adult because my home situation wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst, but it wasn't where I wanted it to be. So I just wanted to hurry up and just get grown so I could provide for myself. But I missed a lot of life because of that, you know? And uh, so I would tell myself, just just enjoy the process, man. Enjoy every 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 bit of it. Um, and I, I agree. I don't have much regrets uh, going back. I wasn't one of those bad kids and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, um, I guess me, I was like an adult at an early age. You know what I'm saying? I learned a lot of things at an early age and I didn't really get a chance to um, experience just enjoying, like you said, the process of being 11 year old, being a nine year old, you know, just enjoying that. And so sometimes those things are taken away from you and you just grow up and it's like, boom, now you're an adult. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I often tell my son all the time, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And I want to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, son, enjoy being 12. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Enjoy being 12. Because when you when you get to 30 and 35 and 40, you have a family and stuff like that, it's totally different. Yes. yes totally yes. different. Because I think that as a kid, you know, and I had to talk with my nephew and with, and with my son, you know, they're older. I said, you know, you're, you know, at the time they were 18. I said, you just have to go off of what your 18 year old self experienced. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much from the age of four to 18. And you don't understand a little bit of the world until you're about 10 years old. So really eight years of life that you're really experiencing. Cause the other few, you just, you know, you just living as a kid. Mm-hmm. When I said, when you get older and I'm telling you this because a lot of people didn't tell me this, some people did, but this is what it looks like, and you're going to be able to have this to reflect off of, and you have to enjoy life. I know it seems bad because, you know, these throwing social media, you know, everybody's a millionaire on social media. Nobody, everybody's happy. Oh, man, everybody. Photoshop you know, is good, boy, yeah, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I 
had to I had to tell my son, I said, you know, you don't think that this boy or this girl works off of, you know, social media. Like, you, you got to put in work. Oh, yeah. And it is kind of detrimental to some kids because they think that, like, they can just go out. Like, my son, he was wrestling at the time. He, he thought he could just really go out there and wrestle because he saw, like, no, these people are putting in work. Like, that's what you're not saying. They only yeah. put in in the wind, they ain't putting in when they, you know, was hurting, crying. Yeah, that's what life is about really experiencing that because mm-hmm. those things that hurt, they usually help you later on in life because you don't you don't want to experience that again. So you say, Hey, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm not going to let that happen. So I'm gonna work harder. And I'm I'm not and I'm going to do this a certain way so I can feel better. So, you know, I try to tell kids, just enjoy it. And I know it's it's hard for a lot of kids because of what they got to experience. But, and I tell them, I promise you, if you listen to the right adult, if you take your time with that and 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 hold on to what they say, and the people that's trying to help you, not exploit you, you will be a better human being. And I'm telling you, down the road, it will help. And I tell kids, I know I'm from the hood. I have mm-hmm. friends that went to, most of my, every one of my friends I grew up with went to jail. Mm-hmm. And now that we're older, you, they were like, I wish I would listen to you. I said, yeah, but that wouldn't have been your experience in life. Like mm-hmm. you would have, that wouldn't have helped you become the person you are today. Mm-hmm. Because if you had listened to me, you would have felt like you were a caged animal. It was Marquette for mm-hmm. you would blame me. So you would have did what you wanted to at a later age, and it would have cost you. I said, but now that you know, take that experiences and share that with people. And that's my advice to a lot of people. I agree. I agree. And and so I'm gonna give a few reflections um on the spiritual side of it if you don't mind. Um and here are, are a few ways that God helps us uh when it comes to trauma. Um number one is peace. Knowing that our past and future is in God's hands. Forgiveness. By taking Jesus' example and forgiving the cause and trauma, it releases that burden, right? Acceptance and that not everything is in our control. Or going to be the way we planned out to be, but it's all in God's hands. Grace, because even though we make mistakes, many mistakes, and sometimes shame turns us away from him, which is God. He still gives us a chance to be and feel at peace. And the best one of all, unconditional love that he will always have for us, no matter how many mistakes we make. And so. Before we close this out, um, how can we get in contact with you? If someone say, you know what? Listen, I want to talk to that brother, man. How do I? How do I uh, get in contact with him? So you can go to my Facebook page um, at Marquette M A R Q U E T. Uh, my last name is Sutton S U T T O N, or you can uh, email me at Marquette M A R Q U E T two thousand three at yahoo dot com. Um, also, you can listen to me every Saturday at 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. on WYBC 94.3, The Rhythm of the City, at www.943wybc.com. So, you know, if you have any questions, please feel free. Please feel free. And so this is going to wrap up our show. This is Dr. Marquise McGraw and Marquette Sutton. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Come to the Altar. We love sharing positive messages that will build, inspire, and encourage you. You have a destiny to fulfill, and you have greatness on the inside of you. 
Always remember to put God first, believe in yourself, raise your level of expectation, and alter your way of thinking. If you don't mind, share this podcast with a friend or a family member. Don't forget to subscribe to Come to the Altar. See you next time.